Hi people! I'm Modoni. I'm Caroline. Diana. I'm Sally. And together we are SOS Dadas! <laughs> Hi Sally! <laughs> back to part two of money matters whether it matters to you whether it's a matter that's what we'll be discussing today and i think the first segment definitely generated a good you know conversation amongst us and and today we'll be touching a little bit on our personal experiences you know going you know practical not theoretical (laughs) and i think the one the first question i want to ask all of us first we're all entrepreneurs currently everyone here is working for themselves Amen. That, yes correct their hands to make money and we've all had very different experiences so i'd want to know how has your financial spend changed from when you were employed to now that you are currently an entrepreneur i know Mudoni has been in this much longer than we are so i'll, mm. I'll have a go last <laughs> so she has most of us so some of us have been in this just you know one and a half years you know almost two years but i'll start with sally how has your financial spent changed from when you were employed and now that you're self-employed <laughs> a lot number mm-hmm. one is really changed uh in how i physically spend and my view of money i think my view of money when i was employed because i did uh i was working in a in an environment where you know, money was not the problem. I had per DMs, even, mm-hmm. you know. I only had those per DMs now. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> I had no, I had per DMs. I barely touched my salary. Mm. I was literally traveling around, having money to spend, and we always being told, ban, ban. Budget needs to be banned. When you're watching a project, for those of you who know the developmental world, you have a budget and you have to ban money. Wow. Burning money means spending. And spending in things that really have no significance. So then, I was just having money to burn, and I was not conscious. I think I was in a vegetative state. (laughs) (laughs) Let me just actually, I was in a vegetative state Mm. of just spending money because it was in front of my eye. It was at eye level. Mm -hmm. Right now, where I'm the one who's actually having to make the money like with hard work. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Not that I was not working hard. Hey, if my boss is listening, I was working Mm -hmm. hard. But um, now I have to think about. I have to put my money in risk, yeah. I guess. Because before there was not much risk, but, you know, now now I'm in risk. So I have to become more calculating mm. how I spend my money. Mm. Great, great. Carol, how's been your experience? So let's start with, whenever we organized um, a girl's hangout, mm-hmm. previously, hey. two years before now, in my mind I was like, why is Modoni always complaining eh? about where we are going? Because I think... Uh, the three of us who are working, not uh, yeah, we all wanted to have different experiences. Even at some point, Dana suggested about us going to Thika to have lunch. <laughs> and I'm like, why is Mozoni always complaining? Eh? And I think Mozoni, yeah, why is it it's I'm not even talking. She's not even talking. This is. Yeah. And the reason was Mozoni was complaining because she was had making hard earned money yeah. as being an entrepreneur yeah. the rest of us were working for corporates mm. that at the end of the month whether you work or even sleep mm. you salary. still get the salary mm. and it's guaranteed it's guaranteed after another 30 days it's going to come yeah. and it really spoils you and makes you really a spoiled brat yeah. in regards to spending i agree so for me <laughs> what had to change was 
all those fancy dates you used to have went out of the window. I had to reprioritize my spending. Mm -hmm. To be very honest, the past one and a half years, we need to be very honest even to the people who listen to us. I cannot remember the last time we were in Java or in a cafe <laughs> or in urban eatery. Mm -hmm. No, 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 no. As a group. No, 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 no. But you see, that's... As a group. Because things changed. Okay, yeah. Yeah, I'll tell you why. What changed. Yeah. So when we got into self-employment, <laughs> we all meet at people's homes. And people will go the extra mile to prepare snacks or even food for people. Yeah. Like even because we usually do monthly hangouts as friends. Yeah. Oh, it's always someone hosting. Mm. Eh? So people have uh, polished their cooking skills a lot it's in true. the past two years. Yeah. And uh, that has really, really changed. So for me, it was just the reprioritizing. I cannot remember the last time I ate out on in an expensive restaurant. Actually, yeah, my husband's, uh, <laughs> my husband's birthday, that was... A number of months, however, yeah, and probably the next time we will do it as a family will be my birthday. Yeah. So entrepreneurship really teaches you a lot of discipline because you have to come back to the bare, to to think about what the, the bare minimums. Mm. So like for me, I think one of the things I chose was, do I want to be going still for fancy meals, eating out, or else I can't fuel my car. For mm. me, the car is a non-negotiable because yeah. the car enables me to do business and enables me to get from point A to B. Mm. So if you ask me, Carol, let's meet in Java for a meeting. You know what? If it's a breakfast meeting, I'll come when I've eaten my breakfast. Mm. If it's a lunchtime meeting, I'll come when I've eaten my lunch. What will I take? Just a drink. Mm. Probably Dawa 220 and that's a wrap. Nearly notice that tell you it was 180 at some point. Yes, it was 180. Now it's 220. You see the people who need no budgets then. They don't know the price. Mudoni, please tell us how has been your experience. I can't even talk to these people like <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay, first of all, I've been I've been working for myself since I was about 24. Mm. So even in my employment life, I never got to like really touch money. Mm. You know, because you're basically an intern. An intern and peanuts. Mm. And then I went to another startup, people we earning peanuts. Mm. I have never had money. So when I'm hearing people are dropping, swiping cards, I'm so wondering... spoiled friends. I, but they, I've always <laughs> had spoiled friends no now they are sharing no 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 i'm very serious they start sharing with me blogs you know blogs i read about how to make it as an entrepreneur and i just laugh i read these articles five years ago then i hear them talking about you know as an entrepreneur i feel like i'm like what are you talking about you have no clue you have no clue what you're talking about you have no idea what it feels like to be broke to the point now i can afford java now not because i'm making more money but now just reprioritized yeah. i have been yeah. to java recently carol by the way yeah. i've been to an expensive restaurant within How the month it is well it is within well, the month because i realized i was earning peanuts then i am still earning peanuts now but now i'm enjoying life because I money understand. will never be enough, enough. never it will never be enough Correct. so if i don't take time to actually enjoy the little that i'm making I'm always going to be resentful because mm. I was resentful then mm. when actually because I remember the time I even told the girls like can we please admit at somebody's house because I don't even have m parking money to pay for parking yeah, yeah I remember money to pay for parking because it gets to a point where you look at it and you go like yeah. it, for me it doesn't matter if it's end month yeah. Yeah. or the beginning of the month now we understand <laughs> I mean money can come today and I may not see it for three months yeah. or money can come in the beginning when you guys are broke probably I have money and stuff mm. like that so you go to a point where I realized if I keep feeling the pinch and stuff I'm just mm. gonna go be completely resentful mm. so it doesn't mean that I indulge I just tend to be less stressed about it mm. like I used to be before I think for me I would say what has changed 
you know this many baby showers, bridal showers. Hey. <laughs> when you're in employment, somebody says, oh, 2,000 for a baby shower. Sure. 2,000 for a bridal shower. You, you, know, you know, <laughs> you know, yeah, the 351. And then you're like, oh, I mean, fine, because it's yeah. an event. Yeah. Right now, yeah. even if somebody says 1,000 for Ooh. baby shower, I yeah, ask, bingy. who's cooking the food? Plus, you want me to come with a gift? <laughs> I remove what I have. Yes. Because, and I'm not saying it's because I'm, I'm being mean, but I, I look at my budget and mm. I do the math. Mm. I'm like, mm. let me do 500 so that I can also come with a gift. Mm. Because if I do 1,000, I can't, I mean, my whole spend for that day can even end up being 3-5. Yeah, so sure. it, this entrepreneurship, just, you know, it's, it, it's eating humble pie, mm. you know. And we're not saying it's, it's a bad experience, but maybe God had to bring us to this space understand mm. me to understand we don't need to understand <laughs> money and also just to allow us to to grow our many talents which we didn't know we have because mm. you know right now there's so many things we are learning we're out of our comfort zone we are the managers the financiers the marketers you know you're the mm. good person yeah. so i can say it's definitely been a lovely experience and mm. carol coming to you there's this common verse eh? <laughs> philippians 419 but god shall supply all your need according to his riches in glory by jesus christ amen it, Right? Even the other is even a song. But God shall supply all my needs according to his riches in glory. Yeah, I'm telling you. <laughs> my question to you is or you know, I always get the feeling that some Christians get to hide under this banner of mm. God shall supply my needs so they don't work hard. Mm, <laughs> Have you seen this this trend? Do you think it's 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 something that is happening around us? Yeah. No, actually, it's it's the truth. Like, um, I've had instances of people where you're being told, "Oh, this person was very hardworking. Then they they God saved and became a believer, and they spend I don't know how many nights in a kesha praying, mm. and they're not being productive at work." Mm. Which goes back to God has created us to have seasons, and there's a time for everything. When you do the wrong time, even if it's prayer, at the wrong time. Mm. You're doing the wrong thing at the wrong time. Mm. God is not going to honor that. Mm-hmm. And he's a God of order. He also created the earth in six days and the seventh he rested. Mm-hmm. He worked. Mm-hmm. So it goes back to, as much as we're saying that my God shall supply all my needs according to his riches in glory, which is infinite. Yes, there is that. But we cannot hide as believers under the banner of laziness because mm-hmm. of that. Correct. So like giving an example two very examples that stood out for me when as we, we were preparing for this podcast um i've never seen a successful lazy christian uh, yeah and even i've never seen i've never seen a successful lazy person in the bible mm. I, I have never i'm yet to see by the way mm. so and my first example is that god actually do provide does provide for his people through miracles Case in point, the Israelites, they were on a journey for 40 years. Yeah. When they were in the desert, when they complained so much about uh, not having meat, what happened? Mm. God brought manna from heaven yeah. and quail to them, which mm. was their meat. Yeah. But it came back to God did not land it in their tent on your pan for you to eat. <laughs> yeah. They had to work, yeah. which meant every day the Israelites had to go and collect, collect their manna and quail need. and come back. Mm. And they did that every yeah. other day. Mm. So that's the first example. Then the second example that even I remember from this, which surely God does not condone uh, laziness, is um, we remember the story about Elisha. It's in uh, Second Kings 4. Mm. Elisha, Elisha had a servant yeah. who died. When the man died, the man was in debt. And his wife comes and tells Elisha, 
your servant, you know that he served you faithfully and served the Lord faithfully. Mm -hmm. However, debtors are coming to pick my sons to be slaves to, mm -hmm. to, to go and be slaves so that they can pay the debts that my husband owed. And then the, the prophet tells her, what do you have? Mm-hmm. And she says, I have just a little oil in my house. Mm -hmm. And said, and uh, he said, go and collect vessels, enough vessels from your neighbors and put a little bit of oil, close the door behind you and put a little bit of oil in it. And they were able to fill all the vessels they had till the sun could say that we do not have any more. And then from even filling the vessels, they were able to sell them and pay their debts. Yeah. So that from that story, we learned two things. This woman could have been said, could have decided, the prophet has not given me money to go and pay these debts. Mm. But you see, the prophet is providing a solution. This solution is not laziness. Yeah. But then, can you imagine the embarrassment of going as a assistant pastor's wife to borrow? Because I'm imagining Elisha was like a pastor and then an assistant pastor. An assistant pastor's wife going to all your neighbors. You know, like really, the embarrassment of doing that. Yeah. Your husband served the Lord. Mm. The embarrassment of actually accepting that you guys are in debt and you're borrowing vessels so that you could put a little oil, yeah. hoping for a miracle. Then secondly, the embarrassment of selling, putting yourself out there, oil, 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 buy oil, buy oil. <laughs> As in, I'm, I'm very honest to be very... To, it's, there's no laziness in this. Yeah. This woman from this story, we see her being diligent. She had to work. Yeah, she had to work. She had to work. We see the same also happening with the Israelites in regards to them collecting manna. So at the end of the day, God does provide. But we have to do our part. Indeed. Your part is being diligent. Uh -huh. Your part is honoring God in your work. And he blesses the work of our hands, not the work of our, lazy, uh, of our laziness. So as much as we will keep quoting that verse, we need to step out as believers and do our part. And by the way, if you're a believer and you're lazy and you're not being diligent... You're just hiding under that banner to be lazy. Mm. Just remember, first of all, that even God says, first for men, if you do not provide for your family, you're worse than an infidel. Mm. So even God rebukes you. Then the second thing, we're reminded in Colossians that work as if you're working for the Lord. Mm. So the moment that even you do not have a good work ethic in your workplace and yeah. you're being lazy as a believer, imagine you are not being a good brand ambassadors for God. Mm. Right. You're actually tarnishing God's name by not leaving the example of what is called you to. So I employ then our first our first and actually only heavenly employer then. My 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 my, my pastor says we have an undercover boss. Mm. God, he's mm. always there. Whether your physical boss is there <coughs> or not, remember your undercover boss is there and he will pay you for your dues because he sees what man does not see. Because the Bible says you will reap what, what you, you sow. sow. Yeah. So you cannot sow apples and then want to reap oranges. Mm. It doesn't work like that, yeah? No. Um, Muzoni, I mean, if I was to ask you, many people, you know, fine, let's say whether in abundance or in lack or, or either, Many people struggle with tithing, you know, the the concept of re actually we don't give back to God, we return, you know, you actually return what he, you know, what he has given to you. What has been your experience when it comes to tithing and, and, and how can you say God has come through in this, in this area of your life? Let me just... Pay your tithe. <laughs> pay. Amen. Not give. Give, pay, however you want to do it. Mm -hmm. Just do it. Correct. Take the Nike advert and put it next to tithe. Just do it. Just do it. Just do it. Correct. And I will explain why. Um, 
when you, when you go through financial issues, you start wondering, like, I can't give out my 10% because I really need it, mm-hmm. right? Because you feel like if I'm earning little money, yeah. what do I have to give? Mm-hmm. You understand? Mm-hmm. So let's say I do this job and I make, what, 10,000. Mm-hmm. You feel like giving out 1,000 is much. so much, mm-hmm. yet I haven't paid my phone bill, I mm-hmm. haven't paid for electricity, I haven't paid rent, I don't have food. But you realize that 1,000 wouldn't make the burden any lighter if it's you really true. think about <laughs> yeah. it. Mm-hmm. You know, it just feels really painful. Mm. Then uh, on the flip side, you might make a lot more money. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's say you make 300,000. Mm-hmm. So now that 10% is 30,000. 30, 30, and you're like, where? This thirty thousand is a lot. How am I gonna stuff this in an envelope yeah. and give it to church? You know, you even feeling that pain or that mm. I could even use this money for A B C D. But the truth is, just do it. Pay your tithe. And I remember when I, I was going through some financial drama, and I was talking to a friend, and he just asked me, "What are you doing with your money?" Mm. And I said, "I'm paying debt." He's like, "What do you mean?" Like, yeah, I'm perpetually just paying off, you know, mm. debt. And he's like, no, but you, you know, give to the church and everything. And I'm like, with what money? It's like, mm. every money you get, you know, mm. do what you're supposed to do with it. Mm. And I don't want to make it sound like it's something weird. But honestly, when I started doing that, things started to look up. Wow. Because the next, I figured, you know what, let me just purpose myself to do this for a couple of months. Mm. Yeah. Right? Because, you know, you read about it, but you convince yourself, mm. I don't have money. God mm. will understand. Yeah. Yeah. So you really convince yourself, but actually what you're doing is that you're robbing God, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So for a couple of months, I said, you know what? No matter what I'm going through, no matter how many my bills are, no matter what is going mm-hmm. on, I am going to give 10%. Amen. That whole month, the first time I did it, mm-hmm. I paid bills. Wow. Like, all bills were paid and were paid before they were due. Mm. And there was nothing left, but then again... There's nothing to excuse me from not giving what I was supposed to give out, mm. like right? Yeah. So that was month one. You're like, okay, could have been a fluke, something happened. Sure, yeah, let's try it again. Let's, let's try it again. Mm. Second month, all bills met. Mm-hmm. And then I think the second month, what happened was I was <laughs> replacing some parts for the car, which ooh, had left me broken. And I finally was getting sofas in my house. So mm-hmm. like those, those about 50,000 some place that yeah. were checking in. And I didn't even see that money go through the account. Mm-hmm. That's a funny thing. So I never touched that money physically, but I somehow managed to pay all those bills because any money that came in, mm. that was mine. 10% immediately. I didn't even think about, think it. about it. You know, any 10, any, if it was 1,000, 100 bob went. Mm. You know, if it was 4,500, 450 left. Mm-hmm. Like, every little single thing that came out. Because you know when you're in entrepreneurship, you'll get money from anywhere. Yes. It, comes, yeah. it comes from anywhere. And then you realize somebody who hadn't paid you a while back is a time you is an akurushia. You know, that money had left behind. Mm. So even if it was 450 shillings, 45 bob left. Yeah. Yeah. So you basically, just just do it. That's all I'll tell you. Because the more you hold on to it, you're just holding your blessings. Mm. The moment you let them go, they mm. come back. I like that. And I want to come back into your situation you've, yes. you, you've worked the longest as an entrepreneur you have lived you live alone you yes. know currently what challenges do you then face you know as a single woman yeah who wants to invest yeah you know but is held back from the 
okay, what will we invest together when I get married? You know those things for planning for the future? And is it something you struggle with in terms of, oh, maybe I shouldn't buy that because we'll buy it together, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm guilty. <laughs> <laughs> Which is sad because in my family, we are two girls and we've been raised to be independent. Mm-hmm. Like we, you know, my dad started us off with investments and we've been trying to follow suit. But there's something that just crept in. And I remember thinking about it at some point when I wasn't going to build a house until the mister was around. Mm -hmm. You know, so you start thinking, maybe instead, let me buy an apartment, which Mm. is clearly more expensive than building. Mm. Because the thought process of actually building some and then having him move in in my place just Mm -hmm. did not quite make sense. Mm. Understand, yeah. but then again, I've never had to go to that level of not doing that. It's just a thought in my mind. But ideally, I think when it now came to physically doing things, yes, I do buy property. I do try to manage how my money will go. Because at the end of the day, you want to be able to take care of yourself. Mm. Because one of the things we forget is that even though I plan with Mister in mind, Mister mm. being there for life is not a guarantee. Yes, that's true. What happens if he dies? True. You see people keep talking about, oh, I'll wait for Mr. Man, Mr. Man. But yeah, yeah you don't know how many years Mr. Man has yeah. on earth. Yeah. Yeah. What happens to your children? What happens to, you know, to life after that? So you really need to, and the reason why, the reason why it was important for me to move out from my parents' house mm-hmm. was I needed to learn how to, you know, take care of myself and understand that bills are real, you know. Um, you need to plan for your future, you need to plan for retirement mm-hmm. and definitely to invest. Mm-hmm. And you even see it, like even from the Bible, the Proverbs 31 woman, you know, basically making sure that she has a plan. Mm. Like she knows I'm going to buy this land and, and she, she knows that this, she considers a field. Who am I not to do that? You know, so at the end of the day, you need to get to a place where you really need to see that many things could happen in future. Mm. So if you have an opportunity to invest, do it again, just do it. Yeah. I like that, I like that. Sally, um, there's this story in the Bible, you know, Second Kings chapter 20 about Hezekiah. Mm. He gets sick and then he prays to God to save his life. Mm-hmm. And then he, he, um, I think um, there's a miracle that he asks God to do to turn the shadow. I think it's 10 degrees backwards, okay. you know, yeah. was because he says to turn it forward is an easy thing, mm. you know, do and the then hard thing. exactly do the hard thing. And God entirely actually does that, mm-hmm. you know, and of course, this causes a spectacle in the surrounding nations because they are heathen, you know, they worship idols. So they see that their idol, quote unquote, their son has mm. moved backwards. Mm. So they come to visit Hezekiah in his house. They're like, yeah. hey, you know, of course, it's something strange happening. It's a phenomenon. And when they come to his house. What does Hezekiah do? Hezekiah shows them his thing. He's hmm. like, look at my, look hmm. at my, look at my. Hmm. You know, and he never once lifts up God's name. Hmm. You know, he never, he never once, he's just like, he didn't even mention that it's God who healed him because they came to search who is this God. Hmm. But Hezekiah lifts himself up together with the things that he owns. And I feel hmm. sometimes as Christians, many of us, you know, struggle with this thing, you know, when we are in need, it's for I'm dying God and we pray (laughs) and we pray and fast and we tell our friends to intercede for us and people are praying and fasting for your deliverance or for your prosperity and then God answers your prayer. And then once he's answered, somebody asks you, but how did you come with that? Eh, you won't believe I met somebody and I invested in this and God is like, I thought I'm the one who came. So how do we as Christians 
how do we guard ourselves from this back and forth? Because it, it, it's easy, it's human, it's carnal. Mm. Yeah. Oh, wow. Like that Hezekiah story, there are very many of them going on right mm. now. Mm. And I guess some of us may fall victim to that. Yeah. Uh, mm. Especially when we are honest with ourselves on who exactly is the supplier of our needs. Yeah. And so this is a prayer because I'm sure Hezekiah prayed and said, God, we, we need a big thing, you know, mm-hmm. you know. Come through, come through. And God come through as he does. Mm-hmm. But again, we also, I believe, this is my personal uh, opinion, I believe God gives us certain things to test us. Mm. Because again, we have not seen or imagined the great things God can do for us. That's true. So what we are seeing is just just, just a small cherry mm-hmm. on top of all that God can do for us. So again, first of all, be careful of what you pray for. Because with each additional benefit that you get, the more the responsibility you have to take care of that gift. Yeah. It's like from buying baby clothes to actually having the baby. Mm-hmm. When you actually have the baby, it's different. When you have baby clothes, you just fold them and put them in the cupboard. <laughs> but the baby, you can't fold the baby and put the baby in the cupboard. <laughs> yeah. You have to wash the baby, play with the baby, you know, know how you're going to nurture the baby, etc. So, um, for such a situation when people forget whence their blessing came from mm-hmm. it's like the story of the talents also as well like when you when you get and you get in a in a situation whereby it's just for you to receive and then everyone else to see how much you have mm-hmm. you miss the point because everything you should do and i'll take you back to the whole aspect of all most of our podcasts last month and the other months mm-hmm. to come was like who is your source mm-hmm. like if you're praying for God to bless you, be ready to pick the responsibilities of that blessing. Mm. Yeah. And be ready to also um, know that you, even though he, he has given it to you, it is not entirely yours because mm. we are not ourselves, right? Mm. Your body is no longer yourself. You know, that part that you it's, I think it's in, um, in the new Testament where he talks about how um, we are not ourselves. We yes. are of Christ. Christ now is part of us. So we, we, we need to understand the dynamics of, um, giving and and receiving from god Mm. yeah and then there's this you know because notion or or actually it's true that you know the devil and god does bless yeah the devil quote unquote blesses and god actually has his blessings yes so then how how do you differentiate how how can you differentiate between god's blessings and the devil's quote unquote blessings because the devil can for sure grant give you prosperity yeah you know he can he can even you know give you the same way he took away from job, he can be able to cover your eyes and even give you, you know, a new car or a new job. Yeah. How can you differentiate what is from God yeah. and what is from, from the enemy? I know that's an interesting question because many people don't know that. Mm. They don't know that the devil actually blesses you mm. as well. So again, don't compare yourself. This is mm. a side note. Don't compare yourself with others because sometimes some of those blessings are not from God. Mm. They may be big, they may be come out, come out looking like they are from the church or whatever, mm. but again, the devil does bless. Mm. And some of the things, I think for me, I just looked at it in terms of, of my observation and just what I'd say, like the, how the devil devil blesses and uh, how to know this is from the devil, this is from um, God. I was watching a video actually once mm-hmm. and um, this lady actually prayed for, she was in a wheelchair and she prayed and she said, um, she had an accident, she's young, not married and she had an accident, she became paralyzed. So she was asking God, I want to walk. 
you know i really want to walk yeah. and in church of course she's she's uh, she comes she's she's a seventh day adventist and she comes to church and she you know everyone prays for her to be able to endure because it's probably a new stage in her life god yeah. wants to use her in her disability mm. to glorify his name but she really in her heart wanted to walk mm. so one day a friend tells her okay let's just go and have uh, a miraculous mm. prayer mm. yeah and then she goes and she has this person i don't know if he was a really follower of christ prayed touches her. her and prayed over her and he said just sleep tomorrow morning you'll walk mm. so she went to sleep and in the morning she was walking this is a real life story mm. yeah, guys and and she went and she was walking and of wow. course if you're in a wheelchair now you're walking as he praised the Lord, you know? And so she's running and she went back to her congregation, her yeah. local church, to tell them, you guys, some guy touched me and mm. now I'm healed. Mm. But her, another friend, and I think this was a true angel from God, mm -hmm. came and told her, like, actually it was the pastor from her church, told her, okay, I want you to come to my office, let's just discuss about it. And she, he, he asked her, like, you know, how did you get healed, really? She mm. said it was because of God. And then he was like, are you sure like mm. like is it clear to you like what it means that now you can walk from being disabled she's like yeah but just as long as i'm healed i don't really care why i'm healed just the fact that i can walk so the pastor said pray about it and find out if it actually is god's will for you to be walking again mm. now so she said i you're judging me pastor me i've been healed so please let me walk so she goes back home and she takes the pastor seriously she says god i love you like i want to. of course she enjoyed walking but she's like i want to do did you want me to walk mm. right now and so was she sleeps. Was it your will? And so she sleeps. And in the morning, she can't feel her legs. She couldn't walk. Yeah. No. She was back to her wheelchair. Mm. So I mean, some people are like, ooh, what happened? But mm. really, that just goes to show that healing did not come from God. Mm. It came from a, 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 another force, which mm. we would only say there are only two forces in the world, that of evil and that of good. So in that sense, usually god's wealth is one that edifies you and others yeah well the devil's wealth is that that depletes you mm. it actually brings you to a lower level yes you may have cash money you may be there you know making it rain making it rain mm. but you're actually depleted because you have to kind of lose your values mm -hmm. in order for you to sustain that wealth mm. secondly uh god's wealth builds you it grows you it makes you better not just in the money part but in other aspects of your life mm -hmm. while the devil's wealth breaks you down it makes you compromise when you shouldn't be compromised. And then again, the devil's wealth is short-lived. It will, as, as, okay, clearly with this woman, but like even generally when you have that money, you know. Like for example, if you do something, you know, um, unethical. With, yeah, kind of betting, you know, that whole culture. You guys, this betting culture, it's an epidemic. Mm. Like seriously, guys, it's a serious epidemic. And so it's shortly quick money, easy no, come, easy, easy, go come go. easy go. Well, God's money, there's some way of sustenance. When Mudoni was, was working, doing her own thing, like the, she was sustained. She, she never had she never had a, a day when she's going hungry because mm. it's a, it's from God. God knows where he's taking you because mm. God never works. And as Dan, as Carol said, you know, God is an, a God of order. So there's, there's a system, there's a way in which you're, you may have a lacking quote unquote according to the world now, yeah. but there's a place he's trying to take you. Yeah. And so he needs you to be at a quote unquote lacking now mm. so that you get to a certain destination as well. Usually the devil's wealth is like unrealistically coming while the, 
God, well, God's wealth is holistic. Yeah. It's very all all rounded. Mm. You'll be wealthy, you'll be rich, and there's a difference between wealth and rich and mm. riches, because riches is more of the temporal one. So essentially, you're guaranteed certain harvests in God's mm. wealth, while the devil's wealth you eaten by moths. It just leaves you. It leaves empty, you as it came, like empty, it, even worse off worse than, than you were, you were before. Than you were. Thank exactly. you so much for that, and yeah. I, I'm sure this topic can generate and has generated a lot of interest, and we want you just to. Go on our Facebook, Instagram, and our YouTube. Write to us questions. What what questions do you have on money? What questions yeah. do you... What challenges are you facing? Because, yeah. you know, we all have very many different challenges that we're facing. True. Whether it's in regard to giving to Caesar what is Caesar. You know, there's the whole tax yeah. thing. You know, yeah. so, some of us struggle. Have yes. you returned? Yeah. Woo-hoo. You know, w- w- with returning oh, our yeah. taxes. Yeah. And and it's important for us to know... The deadline is in June. Yeah, the deadline And God has put these systems... To reveal our character. Right, you know, yeah. And to show us, I'm struggling here and I need to work. Yes. So please tell us what you're struggling with. We can pray with you. We can be able to even just give you our experiences. We are not experts, but our experience can be able to bring you closer to a solution. And and through, through God's power, you can be able to, to know what you can do better in your life. Yeah, so find us in our Facebook, our Instagram, our YouTube. Our handle is SMS Dadas. And we look forward yeah. to hearing from you. Till next time. Bye. Bye.